Welcome back to another episode of the Pug and Cop Boxing Show. This is Mike Coppinger alongside Lance Pugmire of The Athletic, and we have a ton to get into. We're going to be joined right off the top by Ryan Garcia, the rising superstar, fresh off his win over Luke Campbell, and he's going to discuss his appearance on the Mike Tyson podcast, his desire for a fight with Gervonta Davis, and much, much more. We're also going to get into some news. We'll break down the Virgil Ortiz versus Maurice Hooker fight, the Carl Frampton-Jamel Herring title bout, and also what's next for Adrian Broner, fresh off a two-year layoff. So if you're not already, please like, rate, subscribe, and visit theathletic.com slash cop to join The Athletic if you're not already and read Lance and Mai's work and experience everything we have to offer for just $3.99 a month. And now, let's get right into the show. Let's get ready to podcast! If you're going to go stick your head in the sand like that, get out of the sport. Mike Coppinger. Creating a huge mess. It's absurd. No, you're wrong. So, this, the only, seems the like only a cash grab. You need to turn up and you need to be on it. We just started going at it. You got to go eat. The Pug and Cop Boxing Show on The Athletic. All right, everyone. We're now excited to be joined by Ryan Garcia, one of the biggest stars in the sport already at just 22 years old. He knocked out Luke Campbell in the seventh round with a devastating body shot earlier this month. And now he is beating the drums hard for a fight with fellow star Javante Tank Davis. Ryan, thank you so much for the time. Obviously, you just scored the biggest win of your career by far. That was a brutal knockout. The left hook to the liver. How big was that for your confidence, even though you are a really confident guy anyway, going forward? Um. Uh... I think that uh, it obviously is helping out my confidence. Uh, I mean, it showed that I have, I didn't show, it didn't show anything to me. I think it showed a lot to the people. And myself, I always felt like I had that heart. So uh, the confidence is that not only can I knock you out to the head, I, now I know I can knock you out to the body. So, you know, it's hard to knock out people to the body. That's not an easy task. So I think I'm happy that I'm able to do. Uh, I have a chance to knock you out both to the head and to the body. And I think for a lot of future opponents, that's going to be in their mind as well. Yeah. B- body knockouts are obviously very special. I mean, we had, you know, of course the Roy Jones one back in the day with Virgil Hill. And I've seen a lot of fans going crazy about, Oh, we knew Ryan could punch to the head. So right. to your point, definitely true. Um, obviously you didn't want to get knocked down. That was a big shot you got hit with, but was it almost good in a way that you got to taste a big shot and, you know, know that, show everyone you could get up, take a big shot, and then come back and score a knockout? Uh, when I got knocked down, uh, it's obviously a dramatic experience for the fans and for the people. But to me, I didn't feel no ill feelings toward that knockdown. I felt great. I felt alive. I felt, like, better than I ever did before I got knocked down. It's like when I got up, I was a whole different person. I just locked in, and I became that person who I'm supposed to be, and that's how I felt. Ryan, do you feel, I mean, when you mentioned that, I mean, I know that you believe that you are that fighter in the first place. And we spoke about it. I I remember in the story when the uh, Campbell fight first got announced, you said, you know, that you need to still win some people over, not only with the body shot, which seems to be like an older fighters type, uh, you know, discipline, but getting off the canvas um, and, and winning this fight. What, what did you feel like? At the end of the, at the end of that fight, because you know there was such jubilation. What were the immediate thoughts that were racing through your mind as you ran into the arms of Eddie Reynoso? Oh, after the victory, uh, it was just uh, all my emotions poured out, you, and that right there shows how much I love the sport. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I put everything into every fight and that comes out every time. Most of the time, you know, if I give it my all, you're going to see my all in a celebration as well. I mean, um, unless you truly love something, you'll understand it. If you don't, I pray that you do because it's a better feeling than you could ever feel. You know, I put my all into something and it paid off. So that feeling right there is a great feeling, but also respect to Campbell. Campbell came to fight. Yeah. Campbell was in his best shape. I don't want anybody to look at him like, like he's not any, like you guys are insane to the people that are like really making him seem like he wasn't good. You guys are insane. He came in the best shape of his life and we fought hard for seven rounds straight. We took, I don't even think we took any breaks. Right. Did you see any in the fight that we were just dancing around, just letting time pass by? No, it was a constant battle. And you got to give us credit, man. And and him, and him credit. Because cause don't make him seem like he's not a top fighter. He's a top fighter. In any other weight class, I'm sure he would have been a world champion. And he could become a world champion this weight class still with all these belts. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Shit. No doubt. And I know Mike wants to ask you about, you know, where you go next. But I want to ask you one more thing about that, because, you know, you're on this escalator ride that we're all enjoying you, you right? And the, the competition is getting stiffer, you know, pretty big jump up to Luke Campbell. How did how do you feel? How did how did how do you feel like before these fights? I mean, was there a big change in your psyche and your preparation? Or did it feel like any other fight when you knew that you you've got an easy victory before you? No, definitely. I did. I felt way different. It's not the same, you know. Um, my my mind knows it. My body knew it, and everything was aligning the way it was supposed to. And my 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 like you said, my would you say my psyche? I would say my spirit. You understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like my spirit knew it's not gonna be, it's not gonna be easy fight. So I have to train my hardest. I got to push myself harder than I did before. And uh, like you were saying, people have seen me on this journey since I was a kid in a garage. So I think that's why so many people are emotionally invested in my career. They've seen me blow up on social media. They, they could look back and see me start my career. They, it's like they, they have the whole storyline. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, there's not one piece missing. They don't have to look for it. I mean, they could. They have to look for it, but it's there. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, I think that's why so many people are so... They want to know what's next, when I'm going to do next, what's next on, what's the next, what's the next page? You know what I'm saying? What's the next chapter? And I think that's what everybody wants to see. Yeah. And talking about that next chapter, obviously you were vocal in the aftermath about fighting Javante Tank Davis. That's one of the biggest fights that could be made in boxing. It's a terrific matchup. And look, obviously you have a chance to be a real crossover star. I mean, you're already a star now, but you have a chance to really be something special. And I think one big problem we have with boxing is that Obviously, politics stop fights. Fighters don't demand the best fights. What kind of opportunity do you see for yourself to kind of be someone who breaks through these lines and sets an example for even the fighters to come after you? I think that I want to set an example that in the times we are now, boxers have more control than ever. And it's all about trusting your gut, trusting um, the fans, listening to the people. You know, the people want... Javante Davis. So if I push it, and if you have, um, if if you take an advantage of the social media platforms that you're uh, you're given, you could have an opportunity to make a fight that you don't think would be big uh, right now because it needs to what quote unquote marinate. Is that what the people like to say? Nah, man. Right now, social media it's like a microwave. I may I cook it for two minutes. It's ready to go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, 
know, and I, but to be honest, I've, I've been slow cooking this Javante fight since I was 17, 18, 19. You know what I mean? Actually, when I came into the game around 19, you know, that's when I started saying Javante's name and it's coming, it's coming. And I know that fight's going to happen uh, soon, sooner rather than later. So I'm, I'm push. I'm going to let everybody know I'm pushing as hard as I can. I'm doing everything I can to make this fight happen. Uh, and it will happen because I think Gervonta wants to fight. He said it on Mike Tyson's podcast. When you yeah. say, I, I, ho- I trust his word. I hope, uh, hopefully his word is true. Now the other, you know, his team, I don't know. I've never really personally talked to him about the fight, but I hope this fight gets made for the fans, for everybody to be excited. You know, when I say these things, like I want to make it clear when I say two rounds, when I say these, these things, like I'm going to knock you out. Don't this that. I don't want people to think that I'm trying to be like, so I'm just trying to get y'all excited for the fight. You know what I mean? I want to make that very clear. Like I, this is, I I want you guys to be like when when you would watch Muhammad Ali or when you would watch uh, Oscar or you know even Floyd at times. You you want to see if what he says is true. You know what I mean? You want to you want to see if he can pull it off. And, and trust me, I'm not naive. I will prepare for a 12 round fight, 15 round fight. Uh, this is all just to get the fans excited. Um, and that's what I really wanted to make clear. Yeah. Yeah, And the reason I give you so much credit too, is I don't think a lot of people realize how instrumental you were in getting that Campbell fight. You demanded that fight over and over and over. You're 22 years old and we see it all the time. If if it was up to, you know, your promoter, they probably, they would have said, all right, let's get you an easy fight and protect you. But you didn't want that. And we see too many fighters these days, in my opinion, when they're asked who they want to fight, they say, oh, I'm going to leave this up to my manager or my promoter. You never say that. Do you want to see more people, more fighters take that stance? Most definitely. Um, that's what we're missing. Where's the heart in it? That's no heart. You're trying to you're trying to gain as much money along the way before the hard fight. When when in reality, man, the people are going to respect you going up and, and going to war. You mean I mean you know what I mean like how will you know if you're able to swim in those deep waters if you don't take the chance to swim in those deep waters? You know, but I'm that type of person. When I was a kid, I jump into the deep end right away. I don't wait. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But of course, you learn along the way. And then if you if I, if I make a mistake, are you guys going to chastise me for that? Are you no. guys really? Are you not gonna, if you, yeah, I, if no. I lose, are you gonna are you gonna are you gonna say I'm not shit? That's not fair. I don't think so. No, I, I mean, don't think that's fair either. That's not fair. You know what I mean? So. I'm I'm giving my, my my soul to this game. You know what I mean? I'm doing it because I feel it in my heart to give it my all for everybody else so you guys can be excited. And you know what? All I can do is work my, my heart out and trust God. That's it. That's all I can do. Other everything else, you know, it don't matter. It don't it, it don't matter. So I just tired of these fans not respecting what they what, what do you want? What do you want? Do you want me to take my time? Do you want me to fight the fight? Which one do you guys want? You guys are like on one side and it's like, what I'm going to do. That's why I'm going to do what I want. I want to do what Ryan Garcia want and what, and, and what the majority of the people want. I'm that not going to listen to here and there, you know, it's just crazy. I think, I think it is. I think Ryan, there is immense respect for what your mindset is and pushing for this fight. Let me ask you this. Um, who do you identify as the leading roadblocks to this fight happening? I mean, is anyone on your team saying, hey, hey man, hold your horses? We'll make it real clear. The leading roadblock is the money. 
That's all it is. I don't care about the money. I mean, I do. I want what's fair and I want you. You've known me for a long time, Mike. What do I want? As long as I get what I'm worth. That's it. I ain't trying to get over on you. I'm not, you're not, and I hope you're not trying to get over me. <laughs> Please don't try to do that. But what I want to do is to make sure this fight happens. I won't try to take advantage of you. If anything, I'll even excuse myself a little bit so I can make the fight happen. That's where my heart's at. You're going to see a person that is really about that. I'm not, I, 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 I'm not, people talk about it, but I will, you seen what I try to do for this Campbell fight. What did I say? What did I do to make this fight happen? I say yes. Mm-hmm. That, that was me. Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. 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 I want the fight. Yep. That was what I was doing. That's how I made the fight happen. I said yes. All right, Lance. Let's take a real quick pause here as we hear from one of our sponsors. It seems like it would be a little bit easier to make a fight with with Haney. And I know you told me before that he bores you. Um as you map out as you map out your career, um, or at least your next step, is there like a timeline where you're gonna talk and talk and talk about Davis and then you know, well you'll say like, Okay, I can't I can't get it done. Let's move on to something else. Do you have that that time frame in your mind? Or are you just gonna keep pushing until uh, it doesn't happen absolutely. What do you think is going to uh, transpire? This is what will happen if my, my baby's crying. But love it. If 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 he somehow doesn't accept the fight, if for mm-hmm. for whatever reason, right? We're going to theoretically speak right now. Then I will first let everyone know he didn't take the fight, and I'll make it very very clear why it did not happen. So I bet y'all better be ready for that. But if not. Whoever, whoever, I don't care after that. Whoever is in the wants to get in the ring, let's go. I'm ready for anybody. Um, I hope Tevin, Devin, and um, who who was Devin and Tefimo get in the ring, uh, and fight each other. So so I can fight the winner. You know why not? Um, but 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 yeah, we got. We I'm gonna be going for this. I, I don't see this fight not being made because I okay. I'm ready to do whatever it takes. But if for whatever reason. We'll see where life takes it, you know? Yeah. I mean, Ryan, uh, I saw the other day that you posted a photo of you and Oscar, your promoter on Instagram. And of course you have had an up and down relationship with him, but it seems like, you know, Oscar is pushing the hell out of this fight from every, from my vantage point, And I thought he did a great job. Are you guys at a better understanding now? Yeah. Yeah. We're on a better understanding. Um, Oscar, it feels good to have him finally believe. You know what I mean? For a long time, I didn't think he believed in me. I, I I felt like Bernard believed in me, but I hadn't always felt like Oscar believed in me. I feel like he wanted to, he's seen it, but he he didn't, you know, he didn't believe it, obviously. But now he does. So we're on the same page. I'm not mad at him. I I actually I don't I don't really hold grudges. You know what I mean? So whatever he said in the past, whatever I said in the past, I hope he's not holding a grudge. I won't hold a grudge. We keep moving forward. Um at the end of the day, as long as he treats me fair and right, I'm cool. You know what I mean? Um, I'm in it to make the biggest fights happen and to just have a great team around me and people that support me. And if Oscar wants to be a part of that, then show me, right? Show me that you're going to be do that and we're good. What will you remember most about that night? I mean, it was the biggest night of your career so far. And I mean, it, it, was, a, it was a great fight. Like you said, this is entertainment at the end of the day. And it wasn't just a great win, but it was a great action fight. I don't remember one clinch. 
there was one clinch though. Uh, after the six, <laughs> I, I punched myself out uh, <laughs> the first thirty seconds. But we'll talk about <laughs> that. Um, uh, what I got most out of this was how much happiness this brought to the sport. You've seen a real change. I mean, if anybody's paying attention, you've seen a real change for the perspective on the sport now. Just by a little, it's a little bit, right? But for some reason, it touched a lot of people's hearts that day. You know, if you look back and look at the comments and the people's reaction, it really touched people's hearts. You know, I, I'm sad that I got dropped, but I feel like I get, gave everybody hope. You know what I mean? It gave everybody hope and and it kind of reminded them that life's going to knock you down. Life's going to beat you up, but you don't quit. You, you could want to quit. You could be about to quit. You could even be on the floor seconds away from quitting, but you don't quit. So that was, I think, spoke spoke more than any words I could say. The, yeah. the, depth, the, depth, the depth of you, I thought, was really revealed that night, Ryan, especially after the fight. And you talked to, to basically the members of your generation about you know, don't let someone else define you. Yeah. Believe in yourself and, and great things will happen like this. Uh, me and some other people were talking about your career and how it's developed, uh, you know, whether it's being with Eddie Reynoso or your own advancements as a human being. But it seems as if as an outsider looking at you that you're way better at com compar compartmentalizing your life now, whether it's, you know, when it's time to train, you're training. When it's time to parent, you're parenting. When it's time yeah. to endorse, you're endorsing. Can you elaborate on that? Is that true? Yeah, man. You're hitting the nail on the spot. It's been hard for me. You know what I'm saying? I'm not an organized person most of the time. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man. But I have a lot of a lot, a lot of things in my mind at, at one time, you know, that's always racing. So I've had a hard time to really focus on, on what I need to focus. So like you were saying, compartmentalize. But I, I just think I have a great team around me. And the people around me are really helping me sort out everything. And all I have to do is put my final touches on it. You know what I mean? I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, boom, boom, boom. We need to do this, this, that. And it's been working great. I thank God. I mean, I want to shout. I want to shout. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Because it, it, it's hard trying to handle everything yourself. Like, I want to handle my Instagram. I want to handle my Twitter. I want to handle this, 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 that. I need to get people that I trust that could, could say the things similar to what I will say so I don't have to always be on that. Because I pin in my heart and soul to everything I do. Everything I do. I'd give my best. So I do get, I do get exhausted at times. Like I'm, I, I sometimes cry how exhausted I am trying to keep wow. up with everything. Like I'll sit down. I just start crying. Like, damn, this is hard. Like God, please pick me up. Cause I'm weak. Like, and that's just being real, man. I'm going to be as honest as I can. Like it's hard. It is hard, but you know, God is good. God is good. Always. Yeah, and I think that honesty and that genuine, uh, how genuine you are has really endeared you to fans. You know, when I read a tweet of yours, I know that's you doing it. It's, yeah. it's obvious. And, yes. And that goes back to the, you know, and the vulnerability you show and how honest you are in interviews, but also in the ring when you got knocked down. I think people like that. People don't want, you know, people want to see people that are like themselves. And yeah. it just seems like, you. it seems like just now you're on a way different level than you were even a few months ago. Well, when you get up to the certain level, right, and you get into obviously a lot of money, a lot of fame, you lose sense of reality on on where you came from, and you stop you stop relating to those people that are where are in where you are currently in the position that you used to be. So, 
I think that if I keep being honest and sharing my story, as honest as I can, as long as I'm honest and truthful, I, they, they will touch their hearts. And that's all I want to do. Touch people's hearts. Be kind. Because I was in that position. And it's not fun. It's not fun at all. And I know, I know what people are feeling. I, I know it because I've been there. I've seen it. I've seen to be on, you know, eat better today, what you call EBT. You know what I mean? Like the government's giving you money. You know, I've been there and it's hard to admit, you know, because, you know, you think of yourself as some type of champion when in reality, you just the same. I'm, I come from the same spot you guys are coming from, but with self-belief, with the Lord and, and your hard work, hard work, man, is so underrated. You think about this. When somebody says work hard, right? Okay, I'll work hard. But think, think about it. There's another person saying, okay, I want to work hard. They're all working hard. Mm -hmm. So what do you have to do? You have to pass. You have to work hard than somebody that's working hard. And then you have to even pass somebody that's working hard, that's working hard, that's working hard. <laughs> and you got to get to that. This ain't no game, man. You got to keep improving. And you net, you can't take a break. I don't take breaks. You see me? I'm in shape. <laughs> you can fight me right now. I'll bust you up. You don't want this work right now. I will bust you up. <laughs> The truth no, of who but, you are, Ryan. Yeah, the truth of who you are, Mike. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I think it's a, basically the same point. Is definitely shining through, and obviously, you know what you're saying about wanting the Gervonta fight so bad. It it reeks of the truth. It's the truth coming from you. You looked at Gervonta at least in the eyes through a phone. Do you think he's as committed as you are? I don't know. I don't know yet. I know that his pride and ego obviously got touched a little bit. I kind of got under his skin. But I, I don't want to, you know what, like I look back at that video and I feel kind of bad. I don't feel like I, I should have went at his height. And, you know, I mean, I know it's all to excite people. Like now I'm thinking about like he can't change that. So why would I hit him? <laughs> with that? You know what I mean? Like he can't do anything about that. And it's like freak. All right. I'm just going to say is, Javante, even if you were my height, you wouldn't beat me, man. Campbell was tall and like me. There was no, you know, there was no advantages. You're not going to beat me, Javon. That's all I got to say. You ain't okay. going to beat me, and I think I'm going to knock you out in two rounds. That's how I feel, and let's go. Let's see what you could do, and let's get it on. That's how I really want to say it. You know what I mean? What a, what a nice guy. Ryan, you told Javante he needed a ladder. Now you now you apologize. You're right. You can't change the height. Hey, no, but... hey, why, would I, why would I say that? There's no ladders allowed in boxing. This is not going to be <laughs> Why would I say that? Man, but that would be awesome. A, a boxing ladder match with the title yeah, belt yeah, yeah, hanging. Yeah. But speaking of title belts, um, you know, you mentioned something that I've been trying to hammer for a long time now is that belts really don't matter. And that it's fighters that make the belt. It's the fighter that, you know, the champion makes the belt, not the belt makes the champion. And we're seeing it right now. Devin Haney is a champion, apparently. Tiafimo is. You're the interim champ. Uh, is that one of your goals to try to clean up this whole mess in boxing? I want to I want to make it very clear. I'm not taking a shot at any organization. I don't care to take shots at anybody. But they messed up and they need to be held accountable. Too many bouts doesn't show you the word champion should be the best in the division. You've beaten the guys you need to beat. So honestly, no, I, I don't like that they're doing this. And I've I've been very clear about it. And I you know what? Um as long as I tell the truth, nothing will affect me. So honestly, the belts it's too many bouts in the game. We all know that. There's about I can't even name how many bouts. I mean, it don't make no sense. How can you how can the people know who's a champion? The people need to see a champion and be like, yo, he's champ. That dude is champ. 
you know, I'll give it to Teofimo. He's champion right now. Um, congratulations. You're champion in the lightweight division as of right now. But don't worry, I'm coming for you. Oh, yeah, you better define that title. You better defend that title against Devin because I'm coming straight for you. And if you don't keep that title, you better sleep with it at night. You better cover it. You better, you better, you know, take care of it real well for me. Shine it up. I need it clean by the time you get it gets to me. I need it all clean and all nice and just nice and pretty. I want to see my reflection <laughs> when, when you give it to me, you know? And I kind of want to beat him for free. You know what I mean? I want the title. I'll beat him for free. So, uh, I mean, I'm excited for this this era. I'm excited for everybody to be uh, in the ring each other because, I honestly, we all got to fight each other. How are we going to know who – styles make fights. I'm tired of people like styles make fights. And, uh-huh. and, and can you fight every style? Can you be, beat every style? Can you become every style? How good is your back game? How good is your forward game? We all got to see that to see if you're a complete fighter. Stop trying to stop trying to pick fights that you know your style is good for. I know what you guys are trying to do. Luckily for me, I, I've studied every style. <laughs> I've studied every style. You guys don't know about me. I like that. We had Tiafimo on last week, Ryan, and he act, we asked him to rank the lightweights, and he ranked you higher than Javante. I thought that was a, a pretty nice compliment given, you know, what the people were saying about you before the Campbell fight. Um, I guess for you, I mean, life is, is so cool, not only inside the ring and what you're, the way you're succeeding, you know, in the ring, but outside it too, you've had, you know, you've hung out with Mike Tyson, you know, you've had so many people uh, tweeting about your fight. What, what has been the coolest thing on that front that has happened since the Campbell fight? Oh, definitely. The coolest thing is, uh, having Manny Pacquiao message me. Really? He's been somebody that I I mean, if you see my happiness, my genuine happiness for somebody else, you have to look back when Manny Pacquiao beat Keith Thurman. The video's out there. You could tell, people could see that I I really looked up to Manny Pacquiao. I just, he's everything that, you know, I aspire to be as a champ. Him, Muhammad Ali, um, people like that, you know. And um, he messaged me and he said, you know, it is personal, but I think it's good to say, you know, he said, Ryan, it's your turn to inspire others. And it just hit my heart. Wow. You know, it hit my heart. It's like, wow, wow. He's really, he's inspired a whole, whole country and more. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow. So he really thinks that I, I have the opportunity to inspire everybody. So I thank him for that. Thank you for those kind of words, but I still want to fight you after Javante, but out of respect, out of respect, as in, like, I wouldn't even talk smack. I, I couldn't because that's somebody I looked up to, somebody that I, I wanted to be, you know? So I think I would just fight him because I want to be in the ring with somebody I looked up to. That's why. Um, and, Ryan, before we let you go real quick, obviously you have another guy who's a great inspiration in your corner, Canelo Alvarez. He's the best fighter in the world. And it was so awesome to see how happy Canelo was for you. It was obvious it meant a lot to him. Can you, how much has he meant to your career and just to you as a person? He's taught me a lot about my, myself. And I know, I know when I was younger, I never, I never knew Canelo. You know, Canelo is so private. It almost seems like, you know, he's not very outspoken for his feelings and stuff like that. So I automatically didn't connect with him when I was younger. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel anything, you know, towards, oh, I, I was like, Hey, I like him, but like, you know what I mean? It wasn't like all that. 
But then the more I got to know him, then you see why he is a champion. You see, you kind of like, he don't have to say anything. You kind of just respect it. You understand what I'm saying? And the more that I got in Canelo, got him to know Canelo, he's just a great guy, man. Very humble guy, a guy that you want to be in your corner. And I have him in my corner. That's the crazy thing about it. I have somebody like that in my corner to, to, he like loves me, keeps me in check, but also supports me when it's time. You know what I mean? And that right there is like a big brother. I feel like he, he reminds me of having like a big brother, a big brother that was a better boxer than me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I get the chance to learn from my big brother and I, and I love it. Ryan, really appreciate the time. You are awesome and can't wait to see you in your next fight. Hopefully it's against Gervonta Davis. There it Thank is. Thank you so much, Ryan. There you go, guys. Have a good one. We'll be back right in a minute after we hear from one of our sponsors. Ryan, thank you so much for the time. Hopefully see you soon and hopefully see you next time at the fight against Javante Tank Davis. And if you're not following Ryan Garcia already on social media, although you probably are considering his following, you can do so on Twitter at KingRyanG and on Instagram at KingRyanLance. I mean, man, I really just do love Ryan's honesty. He talks about it a lot, but that's what makes him so popular and makes him so likable. He really does seem to tell the truth every time. And I really do love how he's calling for these big fights and not leaving it to, well, whatever my promoter wants, whatever my manager wants, we hear it all the time. What was your immediate thought on what he said? I just, I, I was struck by the divide in, in the perception of who Ryan Garcia was supposed to be from a lot of the fans' perspective and, and now who he is, you know, after what he's done to Luke Campbell, you know, especially getting off the canvas, Mike. I mean, there were so many things that really uh, illuminate how special a fighter is. And a, a great boxer is going to go through adversity. It's just natural, you know, even if, whether it's over the course of 12 rounds or over the course of a career, you're going to have these, these tough moments that you have to deal with. And to have dealt with it the way he did at age 22, and then on top of that, to, to say the things that he said in, in the conversation with us today, just very impressive. And, and how could you not hear what you heard and say, this guy's real? Yeah, and I, I think it shouldn't be lost on boxing fans how big it is for a guy like Ryan to be so outspoken about fighting the best. And he's not the only one, of course. Tiafimo seems to have that same mindset, but that's what we need. We need guys that aren't going to leave it up to the promoter. The some stuff we hear from Crawford and Spence and even Joshua. I just hate that stuff because it isn't only about the fights. It's also about the buildup to the fight, the entertainment aspect. We need these guys, you know, talking trash and just you know, stoking the flames of the fight. That's what makes a buildup and makes a fight really, truly big. So look, if a guy like Ryan is going to say, you know what, I'm only fighting Gervonta Davis, then it's going to be up to Gervonta Davis. And I do actually believe Ryan when he says that he's not going to hold up a fight on money. You know, he didn't make a something crazy for Luke Campbell. Some other guys probably would have demanded more. So look, hopefully we get more of this. Ryan sets the stage. Hopefully we get Gervonta Davis versus Ryan Garcia and Devin Haney versus Teofimo Lopez this year. And if we get that, I think we can all be really happy with boxing. And I bet you boxing is going to get a lot bigger for it. Yeah, real quick, Mike, before we move on, I wanted to ask you because, um, you know, let's be honest, there are some obstacles to this fight taking place, you know, starting with COVID-19. Um, clearly, this is the type of fight that you want to have fans at, and there will be a lot of fans at this fight. Are these guys better served to maybe, you know, put pause, hit, hit the brakes a little bit, and then get closer to the end of the year with a fight in between. Like I love the idea of Ryan 
renewing his amateur rivalry with Devin Haney for that belt, then he's got a belt against Tank Davis, and you know the fight's a, a little bit bigger with a little bit more anticipation. Nah. No? Who cares about who cares about that fake belt? I mean, yeah, you're right. Okay, that that's just me. I mean, I don't I don't care about that fake belt. It's um, I I love to hear Ryan say that. Tiafimo Lopez is the champion, and yeah. I I don't I don't you know if you, I, I'm, by the way I am totally fine with Ryan fighting Haney next because that's also a big fight, but I think right now with the way we have the buildup going, I want to see Ryan versus Gervonta Davis and Haney versus Tiafimo, and if we get in between fights before that, so be it. But let's get at least one of those fights in 2021 for each guy oh, being for Ryan sure. and you're, abs- you're absolutely right on that point. And, uh, you know, I just uh, I, I just think of like, look, I, 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 I understand what Ryan is saying. And I, uh, I really appreciate the passion that he's bringing to it. But there have been careers that have been, you know, sculpted and guided a little bit slower than jumping right into such a stiff test. I mean... It's it's and it's no sin. Uh, Floyd Mayweather did it. Uh, even Oscar De La Hoya, who ultimately took on great fight after great fight, you know, was kind of like, you know, hey, cool your heels until you truly know you're ready uh, for these fights. So how this is going to play out, uh, if some is someone going to step in and, you know, whisper in Ryan's ear um, strong enough to get him to accept something less than Gervonta, it's going to be interesting to watch because, look, I'm I'm all with everyone. I, I'd love to see the fight next too. But I just see um, the possibility that there can be some interruption to that. Totally. But I, I do think Ryan had a great point about the double standard. And I've seen a lot of fans say it. And I've heard a lot of people that work in the industry say it to me. Oh, I don't know if Ryan's ready for Javante. Why doesn't he wait? Okay, well, then if the fighters wait, though, then you're complaining that they're waiting too long. So no doubt. I will take Ryan Garcia's microwave over Bob Arum's marinade any day. And I'll eat it up. But moving on. Lance, another rising star in the Golden Boy faction, Virgil Ortiz Jr. I, I reported uh, this week that he is going to fight Maurice Hooker more, March 27th on the zone. Fight that's probably going to be in Dallas. Obviously makes a lot of sense. Both Ortiz and Hooker were born in Dallas. And this is a big step up for Ortiz. And this is the kind of fight I love to see. Ortiz stepping way up in class. Obviously, he's going to be a big favorite. But Maurice Hooker's no slouch. And I think it's going to be another action fight. What are your thoughts? Is this a good fight? Is it a close fight? I like Virgil Ortiz in this fight. I think Vir- Virgil Ortiz is just very special, Mike. And I think he's, I mean, I, I hate to say this, but I, I think I can say it. I think he's actually better than Jose Ramirez, who's in his uh, stable right now. And Jose Ramirez has already defeated Maurice Hooker. I mean, when I first heard this fight was uh, was happening, you know what I thought of? I went back to the comments by uh, Errol Spence when he was sort of like, blasting the uh, managerial skills of Brian Bomack McIntyre, who is, you know, involved in Maurice Hooker's career. And the fact that if, if Bomack has allowed Hooker to get involved with fighting this this beast of a, a welterweight and a Virgil Ortiz, it's a mistake. I think Ortiz is going to take him apart. I think Virgil Ortiz is going to really show just how special he is, you know, and I'm, I'm happy he's got a nice platform to do it on the zone in Dallas homecoming fight. It's going to have a lot of eyeballs on it. And Virgil Ortiz is someone to definitely reckon with. I guess my question uh, back to you, I mean, well, two questions, Mike. First, do you agree with me on this point? Who, who do you like in the fight? And then do you see it as a as a path to maybe making, I know we all want Crawford Spence, but could this be a path to get allow Ortiz to fight Terrence Crawford? Uh, on question one, I like Ortiz by knockout in the middle rounds. I think it'll be a good learning experience for him. I think Hooker needs to do more of what Bomack does best, fight off the back foot, 
boxing move, use his length there. Certainly can't get into a firefight with Ortiz like he did against Ramirez. And let's not forget, a lot of similarities there. Ortiz and Ramirez are both trained by Robert Garcia. They fight in similar styles, both trained by Rick Merigian. I mean, managed by, managed by Rick Merigian. And um, I don't agree it's a mistake. I think I want to see more fighters take tough fights, even if they're probably going to lose or we think they're going to lose. Because as long as Hooker puts up a good fight, he's going to get more opportunities. And actually, it's a two-fight deal with Golden Boy for Hooker. He's promised to come back fight, win or lose. So I think it's a good opportunity for him. He lost out on the Regis program opportunity uh, last year. Also would have been a good fight. Uh, on the second part of your question, Lance, does this open up the door for Ortiz to fight Terrence Crawford? Yeah, I think that's a great point. I think it does. And who knows what's going to happen with Crawford with his contract expiring at the end of the year and in, uh, in October, as I believe right now. But if Ortiz can get a big win over Hooker, then you have instant storylines, right? Not only is he proven, but he's knocked off um, Crawford's one of Crawford's best friends and a stablemate. And proving that he's now on that level, you know, because he's never faced anyone approaching world-class level. Maurice Hooker is. So I hope we can get an Ortiz-Crawford fight at the end of the year. That would be awesome. It will be the first big fight for Crawford. <laughs> so um, I, I think it's great. I think February is really, really filling up as well. We have uh, Carl Frampton now fighting Jamel Herring on February 27th, Lance. That's a really good fight. And I think that's the best, or at least the the most competitive of the three 130-pound title fights in February. I mean, that's amazing. We have three title fights in the same division, all in February. Kicked off by February 13th on the zone, Joseph Diaz Jr. against against Shavkat Rakamov from Russia. That's uh, going to be in Hollywood, it looks like. Uh, that's a really good fight. Obviously, Diaz is a favorite there. But then we have a week later, I know this is a fight you love, Lance, Miguel Burchelt versus Oscar Valdez. Uh, another clear favorite in Miguel Burchelt. That's a really good action fight too. But then Frampton Herring, I think, is a coin flip. Uh, Frampton now 33, uh, Herring, Herring 35, and Herring coming off that controversial DQ win over Okendo where Tim Bradley said he was looking for a way out. He has something to prove. I think Frampton has something to prove trying to become the first Irishman to be a champion in three divisions. And um, this is what we need. We need, like, we have it going on with lightweight, we hope, right? Where everyone's fighting each other. We have it happening in 130 right now. And Shakur Stevenson, perhaps the best fighter at 130, waiting in the wings. Probably fighting the winner of Frampton Herring later this year. Yeah, absolutely, Mike. I mean, let's try to broker this out right now on the podcast. I think that uh, if you don't mind, I'd love to take Burchelt Valdez in Vegas. Can you go to Hollywood <laughs> for JoJo All Diaz? You. All can you. you commit to that? I can commit to okay. that. <laughs> All right, good. No, I think, look, I think all these, like you said, I mean, all these fights are very significant and I love, you know, we're sitting here spending all time, all the time talking about the lightweight division. Uh, super featherweight is, is fascinating and there's uh, so much going on. I guess, you know, let's, let's talk first uh, about uh, Herring and Frampton because I think Herring has so many questions to answer, you know, after that performance against Akendo, when Tim Bradley did call him out, not Tim Brad, not just Tim Bradley, a lot of people who heard the microphone in the corner heard everything that was going on and it had the look of you know someone who was uncomfortable with continuing this fight jamel Mer herring you know we know him i mean the guy's a quality guy he's a u.s marine this is like a a, a test of or, you know the questions about him or questions about his manhood he's going to want to uh, take a full account of himself and what better opportunity to do so than to go overseas and take on someone who's ready to rough you up like carl frampton i mean I, this is it has just tremendous storylines 
Um, it's very interesting also from the standpoint of Frampton, you know, coming back after uh, uh, losing his belt previously and really wanting to stamp himself as a champion once more. But um, to me, the, the the best fight of all of those is uh, Burchelt Valdez. I'm very excited to see um, these guys who are basically neighbors in Mexico going at it and what I'm, I'm sure will just be an all-out war for as long as it lasts. Um, but let me ask you this, Mike. Is Shakur Stevenson, who's not even involved in any of these fights, the best one among all of them? I think you have to say he is right now. I mean, you know, you talk to a lot of people, they think he's one of the 10 best fighters in the sport, period. And a guy who's still getting better, getting stronger. Um, I've had people tell me, matchmakers tell me that they see him fighting a welterweight one day with how much strength wow. he's put on. So, and they don't think he's too small at all for even to go to 135. I spoke to Shakur the other day. He told me he's gonna, he wants to get all the titles at 130, pick up a couple this year, and then go to, th- then go to 35 next year. So, he could be right in that mix. We keep saying the four kings, well, you know, Tiafimo Lopez could be leaving 140, I mean, leaving 135 before the end of the year. And Shakur Stevenson could be sliding in and replacing him, so to speak. So, really exciting times right now in boxing, Lance. And, I just think it's like it's flying under the radar, but we have we're gonna have back to back to back to back weeks of just really good fights. Starting with uh, next week, Angelo Leal versus Stephen Fulton on Showtime. Uh, that's, a, that's an interesting 122 pound title scrap, and then really getting started a week later with Sergey Kovalev against Bektomir Melikuziev in Russia. Um, so I'm excited, and then of course we have the news of the problem, the can man, Adrian Broner, our favorite. Ending a two-year layoff next month. It's going to be February 13th right now, at least, on Showtime. Doesn't have an opponent yet. Was supposed to fight Mexican journeyman Pedro Campa. Campa withdrew, and now they're trying to find a new opponent. So, obviously, it's not going to be anyone too good after the two-year layoff. The last time Lance saw Broner in the ring was when we were in Vegas for Pacquiao versus Broner. And, um, look, Broner's still a big name. He still moves the needle. I, I, I want to see if he can do one more run. I, I keep hearing the fight's going to be at 140 pounds. You never know with Broner. But this is a guy, when he's on the top of his game, who's a pretty damn good fighter, when he actually lets his hands go, which is rare. And he's a great personality, no matter what. He says that he's yeah, that. De- dedicated. I hear he's actually in great shape right now. I want to see one more Broner run. Sign me up. True story. True story. True story. That he's in great shape? Really? That's what I, that's what I hear from people watching uh. him in camp. I hear he's in great shape right now. Uh, I've seen his videos of him eating healthy. Look, it's now or never. For, and you know what's crazy? Broner's only 31 still. It feels wow. like he's been around forever. But I know. What do you think? Can Broner make it, one more run? I hope so. I mean, that, like you said, I mean, you sit down and spend five minutes talking to the guy and it, be, it turns into 45 minutes. He's so damn interesting. But there's a little bit with Adrian Broner, it's almost like, you know, driving by a car wreck sometimes. You just have to look and see what this guy does, whether he's training or not. I mean, we all hoped the best for him before the Pacquiao fight. And it was just like so disappointing. But I got to tell you a story, a real story, uh, a real quick story, Mike, because um, on Twitter, someone posted a damn video of Mark Kriegel interviewing uh, Broner and basically saying like your four titles are nothing. You know what you really need to concern yourself with is dot, dot, dot. And uh, someone on Twitter said that it was me that asked the question. And I lost a bunch of Twitter followers because of it, Mike. This is not right. (laughs) Wow. It is bogus. But, you know, look, I mean, I think, you know, look, you always hope that a boxer can redeem himself and come back. And Adrian Broner, uh, the fighter he was supposed to be, 
he still can be, you know, I mean, this guy, if he does clean it up, we've seen it, we've seen it, we've seen it with Tyson Fury, right? You can slip off the rails. And as long as you're in, you know, uh, peak age shape, I think you have the uh, ability to really kind of reconnect with yourself. And, you know, maybe maturity will help this guy ultimately, you know, start ascending again. I mean, it would be a great thing to see, especially like we say, with uh, with all of these great stories that he has to tell and this shining personality. Yeah, Lance, before beyond discovering what he has left in the ring, I'm curious to see just how much he still means to the casual sports fan. Obviously, the boxing fans, he still moves the needle for. But I'm wondering if he still crosses over after all those losses, after the long layoff. I, I, I tend to think he might. I, I don't quite know yet, but I think we're going to find out as we get closer to the fight, um, especially having to carry the promotion against some fighter that maybe we may or may not have even heard of when we have the name. But Lance, great stuff as always. Really enjoyed the talk with Ryan Garcia. And then we'll see everyone next week here on the Pokemon Cop Boxing Show.